What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in here tonight. Finally, something spicy happened. Finally. She's got one little question for the girl. Will you accept this rose? You know what? If it's attached to an 18 sticks of butter, I will. Yes, I will. Giant blue gloves. Giant blue? Okay. Will you accept this rose? Iris Adele. Hello and welcome to a very special uh, episode of Will You Accept This Rose? My name is Arda Marine coming to you from my bougie garage in Los Angeles, California, testing out my enormous new blue glasses from one of our sponsors, Coastal Optics. Very exciting. Um... I, first, before we I introduce my guest, Dr. Banana and I want to give a shout out. Thank you to the people at Bachelor Archive for yes. putting the Bachelor uh, Bachelor in Paradise Australia season three for our Patreon viewers. If you are not watching, we just started a chef's kiss of a season. It, it, if you've ever wanted to see men covered in tattoos from their face down, buck naked, looking for love in, in Fiji, then this is the show for you. Dr. Banana, how many chef's kiss would you give it out of five? I, it's I, five out of five, obviously. It's so fun. You know, Australia, yep, yep. they just have more fun. They do have more fun. And uh, we, our newest patron, Becca French, come on, hop on, hop on the game. What are you waiting for? All right, here we go. We're almost at the one-year anniversary of the la- the last people I was with was you guys the day before lockdown. Um, I could not be more excited. This grouping we paired very specifically together. With us is a man newly back. He's just <clears throat> back from Nashville because he's been recording an album safely, safely. Um, he's... 
You know him from Supernatural. You know him from his podcast, and my guest is Richard Spate. You know him from Bosch. But most importantly, he's uh, this podcast, Bachelor of the Year 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. Will he, find, yeah. will he find love? When will this poor man find love? Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rob Benedict. Thank you. It's so nice to be back. It's been a minute. Oh, I feel like it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a oh oh yeah. uh, one of our <laughs> our our captain just clapped at you with a gavel, which is which is Ooh. incredible. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good sign. I, I want to just it say, if you've ever been <laughs> wanted to be applauded by a man in a bo- like a a fleecy boxing robe eating what appears to be a pizza bite, clapping at you with a judge's gavel, then you are in luck. You know our next guest. He's a brilliant stand-up comedian. He is the host of the Wide World of Doug's podcast. He's also the host of Doug Loves Movies. And Rob and I will be on it with Jerry Trainer at South by Southwest, I believe, this weekend. Correct. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Rookie of the Year, Doug Benson. Hello. You look. Uh, yes, you are correct. Are in the Douglas movies for the South by Southwest comedy will be available starting on. Uh, we're kicking off the comedy at South by Southwest on uh, Tuesday, December sixteenth at six o'clock Central Time. December. It'll be available. Did I say December? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really looking forward to Christmas this year. <laughs> I've really been the, the war has just really been ramping up against Christmas every year. I'm more excited about it. Uh, no, it's uh, March 16th, and um, uh, you don't have to march anywhere though because it's a virtual South by Southwest. Get your tickets at southbysouthwest.com. And if you ever wanted to see me get schooled in real time via text by Paget Brewster, that show is for you. <laughs> yeah. It's it incredible. Epic. Yeah. Okay. With us also is a gentleman who first made his appearance on this podcast a couple of weeks ago. And let me tell you what. The fans of Will You Accept This Rose were a fan of his, and they wanted more. Uh, he is a stand-up comedian who's been performing improvised stand-up sets every week during quarantine on, on Instagram Live, I believe. Mm-hmm. I and be YouTube, wrong. the big platforms. And YouTube, the big platform. He was a, a writer on Arrested Development. He was a writer on You're the Worst. He is the father of the cat Jose, and he is also the host of one of the most popular podcasts on earth, the dollop with our friend Dave, Dave Anthony, Anthony, uh, if you want to call him, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Gareth Reynolds, hey. Gareth, you, you need a title. So you're going to be, you don't want to be the bosun for the cap. I'll take whatever. How does it work? I get, to, I'm bestowed a title or I we pick can a give title. him a, we can give him a title. You can suggest a title. Do you want to be chief deck, like the deckhand for the cap? Sure, Deckhand is great. Yeah, that would be perfect. Podcast deckhand. So, Doug, anything first, you need. First I'll officer. First yeah. officer. First officer. Okay, okay. Great. So you're going to be the first Chief officer deckhand. of the podcast. And you, but your main loyalty is to Doug, not to the podcast. Seems, uh, he seems uh, overqualified. Thank yeah. you, Doug. If you need any more pizza rolls, say the word, sir. <laughs> Captain. Um, and, of course, we have with us, as always, our wonderful producers, Katie Levine and Dr. Tana banana Hosnier. Hello, ladies. Hey, shout out production crew. Shout out. Shout out production. People were angry at the production crew a couple weeks ago. Really? Shout out us. 
They were like, they were mad at me. I got one star. They listened to five. They would have been enraged and shut it off by now. They were mad that the intros were too long. And then they said, and then after these long intros, they took the time to introduce the production crew. I shut it off after five. And they said I had a screeching voice. (laughs) To which which somebody this week, we actually got an incredible five-star review from Pandals who said, I love Arden and all her friends. And for those of you who think Arden has a hyena voice, may I suggest listening at a slow speed or just go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah those are the good options those are the two options that's a great yeah yeah, yeah. i like the slower speed idea because then arden would sound like buffalo bill from silence of the lambs yeah <laughs> podcast takes a different vibe on that, that would definitely... a little then, more evil and then all of the other guests will be really it'll be it'll be you can't adjust per guest it would be great. let's talk about who got a rose this week <laughs> Um, overall, did you guys, I thought of, of for the Matt James pandemic season, I thought Mm -hmm. this was the most fun episode we've had so far. I mean, that was fun. It was fun. You liked it, Captain? (laughs) No, you didn't like it. It was all, uh, you know, they were all just sitting in different places talking about how she loves him so much and him nodding in agreement without committing to any of them. But you didn't like when they were like buttering each other up and maybe maybe going and getting at well, it in different huts around Pennsylvania. This plays into my uh, ongoing argument that they should have the exact same date, all three women, so he could see Ooh. how each of them behaves in Reacts the same to- situation. No, I ha- you haven't you haven't laid out that thesis yet. This is the first time you've laid out your thesis. <laughs> well, I've laid out in the past that I think that they're unfair in that why does one lady get fireworks and two other ladies no fireworks? I did think it wasn't fair to see, it wasn't fair to see like butter sex hut and the other one was like, we're going to pitch a tent that we don't stay in. A fake tent, a faux tent. A faux tent. All right, Gareth, did you enjoy this episode more than the captain? I did. Are you going to break rank? Are you going to break rank? I hate to go against (laughs) orders, but I enjoyed it. Uh, Sorry, captain. I, I, there was, I thought the dates were good. But yeah, I totally agree that there is like, there's not only a disadvantage with the date, but as you see, like with the time, like Rachel became crazed by the time she showed up. Well, you're also thinking in theory, in order, if it's back to back sexually, you're number three. Like that's disgusting. You know? Also, normally, traditionally on The Bachelor, you're not aware if you're first, second, or third. Yeah. Right? You're th- so if it's not, I don't know, if, if Gareth, I don't know if you've watched before, but like in a non-pandemic season, you're at like the Sandals Jamaica and you have your own private residence. Right. And you're, you don't see the other women, so you don't know when they went. It's it's grosser okay. with this sort of tag team dick yeah. baton of like, yeah. <laughs> like knowing, yeah. knowing when it's like a yeah. real like a dick relay katie's yeah. leaning forward i see your microphone up about the dick relay <laughs> well i was gonna say they used to not let the last three ever like talk to each other like no. after that they no. never spoke and i think That's it was better. even before la quinta before tasha season they like ended up having them together like talking i think it was during peter's season and i thought yeah. that was really it's 
this meaner. It's very mean. It's very mean yeah. to have mm-hmm. them all like Fortress. sitting there and they come in and they're like, how is well, your night? Someone walks yeah. in and like, oh, hey, yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, no, I'm really good. This is just, cruel. I'm really oh, relaxed fuck. right now. I feel great. Where's the ice? <laughs> I believe they started doing that to get to pressure Madison into admitting that she was a virgin. Oh, right. Because she had to devil. keep seeing all these women come in and be like, I'm feeling great. Oh, my God. You're heard right. Like, that's why they started doing it. And that's then I guess they were like, this is good TV. Let's keep torturing these poor women. I think yeah, it's also pandemic TV. That's Thank why you're a doctor. Is that, did you get your doctorate? <laughs> in, my doctorate. In, bachelor, in bachelor producing. Yeah. <laughs> Bachelor analysis. Great. Well, then we have some good questions for you about coming up. It's a classic Bachelor move, what they did with the family coming up. All right. Here we are. We're starting out. Michelle is ready to tell Matt that she's in love with him. Bree can't believe how fast she's falling for him. And she's excited. The fantasy suites are a big day. And Rachel can't wait to tell Matt that she's so sure of things. Chris says, wow, it's amazing. We got to 38 women. Um, but it, it's, he, it was fascinating to watch, try, watch him try to spin, like, the Bone Zone weekend, like, the weekend of, like, the Hump Fest weekend of getting to spend time off camera to have tough conversations. <laughs> what do you really believe? Do you want kids? Where are you going to live? Am I going to have a job later in 2021? <laughs> Michelle gets the first card. She's excited to go first. Um, And before the date, we see Matt saying that it's been hard for him in past relationships going deep, that it's been hard for him to have the tough conversations and to have long-term relationships based on his family's past. And this is a big day. He's going to face his father for the first time on The Bachelor. And is shaking her Like a therapist would like. Yeah. Now, this was hard to watch. I felt badly for both of them. I felt badly for the dad who thought they were bringing him in just to, like, cheer on his son to have, like, good for you. You got these – like, you could see he just showed up with – innocently thinking it was sort of like, hey, cool. Look how well you did. You're the bachelor. And you could see – Matt had a lot to talk to him about. There was a lot of unresolved business, and I just felt badly for both of them. So he shows up, and he's like, um, it's good to see you. And he basically, Matt wants a lifetime of – wants to get some answer in like an hour or two conversation in the set of The Bachelor that mm-hmm. sort of sets him free to get past these blocks that he has because his father left. Um, his he has a fear of commitment. He wants to move forward. He wants to address his demons. So, um, before we get started, how did you guys feel just going into this, Rob? So, with this part in particular, yeah. um, I mean, is that what you're asking? How did I feel yeah, about the dad yeah, thing? Uh, yeah, before I mean, do you want to hear the specific? Should we should I read some of the specifics of the actual conversation? All right, I'll just I mean, I'll say. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go, what do you want? I thought I have thoughts about the dad thing. Okay, so so basically the gist of the conversation, he was like, the dad comes in, sort of hat in hand. He's like, it's nice to be here, and and Matt says it's been a minute. He goes, it's been a great minute, and he goes, wow, you are doing well, and you've always done well. I'm not worried about that. And he's like, well, I have problems with commitment, and he goes. And then the dad tries to kind of make it nice. He's like, well, I don't see you being able to have problems with that. That You're going to be great. So, And then the dad – so then Matt says, I, I want a family. I want to be a father. 
Um, he's like, well, you'd be a wonderful father, the dad says. And he's like, well, that mean, what that means is showing up, having tough conversations, being there. And he's, he gets more and more emotional. And the dad is basically telling him to get over it. He's like, you got to let that go. He's like, well, I'm not going to let that go. When I needed you, weren't there, you weren't there. You weren't there to have those conversations. You started other families that affected me. Um, I don't need to know where your head was at so I don't make the same mistakes. We never had this conversation. And then the dad says, we never had this conversation. Why didn't you come talk to me another time? I would have talked to you. I didn't have a father either. My father was killed at five. Do you know what I went through? Um, and then he goes, I came home one day and your mom was gone. Uh, and then he says, well, you weren't faithful. He says, nobody's perfect. You're not perfect. And um, – uh, he says, this is not a celebration. He said, if we wanted to celebrate, we would go to Chuck E. Cheese. And then eventually he came around. We talk, Matt was talking about his dad would come around, just drop off shoes. He started crying. He's like, I don't need shoes. I don't need pizza. I need a dad. And then um, basically, eventually, there was a hug. And the dad said, I tried, Matt. I tried. I'm sorry that I hurt you so much. I'm sorry. I'm going to work on it to be better and have a healthy relationship. I don't like you so far away from me. And then they hugged and then they – he gave him a little kiss on the cheek. I'm proud of you. I love you, dad. And then they did like a little thing about beating him at soccer. So it was like a pretty intense – I felt badly for both of them. Yeah. Rob, I'm going to start with you. Yeah. So uh, same. I felt the same way. I, I definitely uh, – I love when he said at the beginning the dad was like, you're doing great. Like looking around the place like that's not his place, right? That was yeah. – his house was it that was just the hotel room i mean i think it's where he's yeah he doesn't live in the woods of pennsylvania <laughs> you like, yeah love the kitchen love what you done with the kitchen yeah um but um yeah i felt bad for the dad you know flop sweating on his head yeah um but um i just i couldn't help but feeling like first of all it's one of the most one of the best scenes of the bachelor so far all year the, yes. the most real moments most all year. real yes but um man it just like you're having this on national TV. You're having yeah. this conversation that you and your dad need to have, but it's on national TV. It just felt, that felt weird to me. That, that I don't know, that, that felt like a, like a real affront uh, yeah. to the dad. But, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I had a similar situation growing up. So like, I totally, my heart goes out to Matt, but like in that moment, I was like, not on national TV. Nobody ever says that in the show. No one ever goes, yeah, but this is all happening on national TV. You know what I mean? I know. I had a similar bad dad. And I, and I understand wanting to get – like wanting to be like, well, maybe now's my – I can see the thinking like maybe now's my chance of like if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it right now with the cameras here. Like almost the equivalent of like he's got to at least igno- – like just wanting to not be – doesn't even acknowledge that it happened even. Yeah. You know, like doesn't even acknowledge, you know, but like I watching, I'm like he's not going to give it to – but even just saying I'm sorry was like, well, that's something I guess – but this is what The Bachelor does. And Katie was saying this earlier. If you have a bad – if you have a parent that's maybe not, you know, Mary Poppins, they're going to find them and they're going to they're gonna ambush them. <laughs> and they're going to mm-hmm. put a camera in their face like they did with Dean's yeah. dad. Mm-hmm. Th- that's what they do. All right, Gareth, what did you think? Uh, yeah. I th- well, to Rob's point, I think anytime I walk into a hotel now, I'm going to s- pretend the person lives there and just treat <laughs> totally. it like that. <laughs> Like, well, you really landed on oh, your you're feet. Doing great. This is pretty nice. This is yeah. nice. You did a yeah. nice job with it. Yeah, you did pretty good. Um, what are you so I'll do that. Can we read on this place? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed like similar units in the building. Am I crazy? <laughs> um, 
But I do think it's weird. It's all weird because it's weird to go on The Bachelor and then be like, oh, shit, I'm getting married, engaged in two weeks. And now I have to resolve my unresolved issues. So there is that. I, too, had a very similar situation growing up. So I was watching it going like, I mean, it's fine. It is whatever. But what should I think the whole scene would have been helped by a rose. If Matt had a rose to give to his father... (laughs) Then it's more on brand, right? You know, right. and at yeah. the end, it gets it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really weird, and it was weird how often Matt was beating the drum after the dad was probably like, "I'm going to skip that scene. I'll watch it later." <laughs> right. And then it was just like every time Matt was on yeah. a date, he's like, "You know, my dad's a jerk up." Yeah. So, and he kept yeah. saying, "And I'm not that. I'm anything yeah. but that. I'm not." Yeah. That. Okay. Three. Doug, is it four out of four? Bad dads make entertaining children. Do you have a bad dad, Doug? He's, no, my dad was cool, but he should. Um, okay. Well, should, uh, <laughs> well, that's cool. Do you have a bad mom? Who's the bad parent? Who's, he, who's, should closed, he just should have done the do not disturb door close with, with dad in the room like it, like, like it was a you know romance situation. <laughs> Apparently when people are about to bone is the only time you can tell the cameras to go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've had sex with my dad, so leave us alone. <laughs> I just kept expecting. I was, I was hoping when he kept saying he was an imperfect man, I was hoping that was uh, Chris Harrison's cue to step in. <laughs> And say, you know, yeah, we're all imperfect men. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and maybe uh, remind him that he's got a rose ceremony coming up. Because that seems to be Chris Harrison's whole job at this point. I think they've cut him back so much. He just is there. He's almost like an alarm on your phone. But this was filmed even before. This was filmed before he was in trouble, and it's still an alarm on the phone. It's weird how he has to do with things. And and it was funny with the three person rose ceremony. I was laughing to myself that what if Chris walked in and when there's only two roses to begin with? (laughs) What if he walked in after one went? There's only one left. The last rose. They're like, we all know Chris. There was only two to begin with. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Down to the final. It rose. is weird. Yeah. Every time he comes in, it's it's made more awkward by the news that's happening now. It's almost like oh, you know what I mean? it's yeah. can, it's hard to it. watch. It it's, is. That's all I can think is like, is it bad in 2020? Is it a bad look in 2018? Uh, is it a bad it's, look in 2020? Like it's Dr. Banana. What did you think watching this, Dr. Banana? You have a complicated dad. Is that correct? Yeah, I have a dad who would have slapped the shit on me out of me on national television if I pulled this shit. Yeah, uh, but also, it is so fascinating to watch The Bachelor, the series, fumble every, like <laughs> everything when it comes to race. Yes, they can't. Like it, it is so like so many stupid companies put yeah, out yeah. those. You know, like we believe we believe black lives matter. Like it is so easy to even just pretend to know what the fuck to do. It's like the royal family and the bachelor producers yeah. didn't get the uh, the training. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, hmm, now there's a stereotype about black fathers being MIA. Should we use that as a plot point on this show? Yes, let's do it. Let's drag this poor man in and make Matt clearly who's uncomfortable confront him about an issue that should have been discussed with a therapist or a mediator or someone to like help them break it down and not a television not a producer on a tv crew and then let's exploit this situation and just use it as a tv plot point that honestly has zero context i don't know anything about his dad i don't know i barely know anything about matt 
what all of a sudden you need your dad's approval because you're on tv it's like what are you 28 like i don't understand why this was the moment like you guys were saying like this is not the place to have this conversation also what makes you think your dad is going to be okay with this once this airs and he's portrayed as like a real shitty father which he is but like that's those are his feelings you just completely disregarded and now he has to watch that your whole family sees that his friends see that it's like i don't i don't i think he potentially fucked up his relationship with his father more now because of this there's a real gotcha quality to like yeah. the, when they deal with the families. There's a real like it's yeah. not a delicate. There is it's always a very heavy-handed, you know. They they don't it, it's never for the benefit of the person that's there. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. It's for the detriment. I yeah. mean, that he he certainly like it, it was painful to watch the father clam on like finally realized what the hell was going he on thought he was just there to- you know yeah it's like in it's like in the um uh what's that movie the girl with the dragon tattoo when the guy's all of a sudden like oh shit i'm in the wrong basement at the wrong time like the dad was just kind of like oh no this yeah he yeah. innocently now again i'm not saying he was great but like innocently walking in trying to show up for his son at this but like mm. trying to like do like show up and be supportive yeah. And there's a t- like I'm not saying it wasn't good for Matt to have this conversation. I think he should have this conversation, yeah. but 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 maybe certainly I, I, with this show that has proved to not have his back. Yeah, you know, these are not the people to facilitate this conversation mm-hmm. in a way. So yeah. overall, we all thought it was pretty well. And Chris, cringy. Chris Harris. Chris Harrison views it as a father-son relationship from 2018. <laughs> he's, still, he's caught in this era, sure. like the 40s. Yes, yes. When 50 million people went to antebellum parties and exactly. had a great and had a great time. Yes. Um, okay. So then, so then the dad goes. So he feels shaken. He feels satisfied. It was the best conversation he had with his dad, but he's but he's he's in kind of a raw mood going into fantasy suites week. First up, we have Michelle, and it's a spa day, and they're going to a traditional Pennsylvania Dutch spa, and they walk into this room that has a milk bath, a bear, and a tub of oatmeal, and a and a bowl of butter. And I thought. What happened to that lady that massaged Tyler? Like, they had a masseuse on deck. Like, why did they get a room, like a panic room filled with butter? Does that strike you as weird? Doug, what did you think of the buttery panic room? What did you, were you thinking of Tyler getting massaged? Uh, you know, <laughs> it just, it's, a, it's the same thing I always say, uh, that they... Gave them such a uh, that's such a sex date. That's not a discuss our future date. That's a sex date. That's a sex date. Yeah, yeah. you know, stick, sticks of butter. That's a that's a first sex date. Everybody they, puts out lots of sticks of butter. And they really, you know, they really go for it. And then they eventually close the door, like they're covered in butter and they're touching each other everywhere. And they go, let's close the door. I mean, I have to say, watching that. Like, they had to really just dive in. Like, first things first, we cover one another in butter. I wanted someone to come up with an explanation. Show me the D- Pennsylvania Dutch person who says, this is what, this is butter, actually. And what better way to wash up butter than a bowl of milk? 
I'm glad there weren't a bunch of feral cats in the area because that was a real feast for them. <laughs> and like the feet and the oatmeal, I, I mean, they definitely, they definitely, it, it felt like they had sexual chemistry just in that they just like dove in and put butter all. I mean, they went for it, but but that you have to be pretty comfortable with a person to just go in and start smearing each other with sticks of butter. Gareth, what did you think of that? Uh, well, Matt also tasted the oatmeal after his feet were in sauce it. after the feet were submerged. Yeah. Which is a, that's enough to just, I don't know, you know what you're supposed to do in there, but I don't think it's eat the foot meal. Um, <laughs> foot but meal. I uh, also, well, a tradition- pandemic, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. As long as they're socially distanced. Um, but I mean, yeah, like it is so good. Co- I mean, butter while it's weird, like yeah. at home, I would be more concerned about like, where will the butter be? Like we need to lay down tarps and stuff. Yes. If you're just in, you know, a cabin shanty, then yeah, then that is very like, that's a very erotic scenario, the butter. Yeah, you know? And the- it was interesting that they went right from butter to let's shut the door. It seems like the right. The I mean, bu- even the term traditional Pennsylvania Dutch spa sounds like a sexual position. <laughs> yes. Rob, what are you thinking with the with the butter and the Dutch spa? I just I need more I need more information. Why is this good? In what world is butter a good thing for the skin? I mean, washed off with milk. They did both look fair. They were both like, oh, look at like that. I was like, OK, things are like it actually yeah. felt like real chemistry. Like they are covering each other yes. in butter. Yeah. Like, yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. And it looked slippery, you mm-hmm. know, it looked, it looked kind of like, like once I guess you give in and you're just covered in, but I guess I'd rather be covered in butter than when they do the weird like body paint challenge. Yeah, or honey or something like that. Yeah. Where Doug, I see your hand. You think that Brie and uh, Rachel would have uh, just jumped up on a table in their underwear and started spreading butter all over? Like, would they have been as into it? That's a good question. I think... All three of them would. But only just because they want to do whatever that they're being asked to do. I mean, Probably. they also might be super attracted to Matt and like, okay, great. This is this is the entree to the evening. Like, you know, they've been super attracted to this person and it's been like two months. And and I don't know. Dr. Banana, what do you think? Do you think Bree and, and Rachel would have jumped up and dot, been right in that butter? I think uh- – Brie for sure would. She seems down. I mean, she's down to, you know, have fun and do weird things with. I mean, I think it's like they'll do anything Matt tells them to do to be like, we're doing this. Rachel, I don't know. Except for the gal with the yoga who didn't did it, but didn't like it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Serena. Serena. I probably I would have done it, but I would not have been too into it because it feels it just felt sticky. Like, it was just kind of like, is this, like, give, like, whoever said, like, actually tell me if this has any good, like, yeah, qualities. What if, like, feet? a cannibal was driving by? Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you already buttered up. What's you would have been too excited. It's yeah. saucy, essentially. So then they have a date, and uh, 
And she would say, you know, you were so relaxed. You were comfortable around my family. I thought they had a great date. You know, her family is just fantastic. Yeah. She there. She was saying how her parents talk everything through, how they giggle. And I thought her point of it's easy to fall in love. It's easy to sort of be newly in love, but to stay in love. How This is, again, one of the most real conversations I've seen. Mm-hmm. How do you plan to stay in love? Like doing the small thing for each other. Um and they were at dinner, and she's and she says, "I hope you know you can talk to me. You mean a lot to me." And talking about his family, asking him, and he goes, "Why am I solo? I've have insecurities. Uh, my mom and my dad. There's a distrust and an unfaithfulness. My dad hurt my mom, and I want to be the man that he wasn't." The beginning of him reiterating to everyone that he's not that, and then um, one and of she, three. Yeah, she said, you bring just as much to the table. You're an example of love. And then she said, I know what I feel in my heart. I look at you as my person, and I would love to take the time with you. I love you, Matt. And I think he was like, thank you for that. The only person he replies to is Rachel. Like, I'm in love with you, too. She's great. Michelle is great. She's great. She's obviously, you know, I think she's the right choice. I don't know if he goes with her, but she's the right choice. People never make the right choice. They always go for the sexy choice. The sexy, slightly racist choice. They always go for the sexy, always for the sexy, (laughs) slightly racist choice. Doug, you're leaning. Dr. Captain, what were you leaning forward? I would just, uh, you know, say I when they were, whenever they were all three together, the women last night, I was just like, they all to me, they look different from each other, but they all have a, you know, kind of same level of beauty. They're all gorgeous. They're gorgeous. His batch of women, they were gorgeous, gorgeous contestants this year. Um, Gareth, what did you think of his date with Michelle? I thought a very good date. Felt like I was on it. I was fully engaged as well and listening. Yes. Um, uh, But it felt to me like he was like, if you think about like as a closing argument, which it kind of is, I was like, she's just made such a good case. Like, yes. everything she said made sense. It seemed like it resonated with him even after he was done tossing his father under the bus. Yes. Um, it was like, I don't know. I w- And I felt like, I might be wrong, I probably am, but I felt like he was trying to hold back showing how much he likes her. Okay. Gamesmanship, maybe, for the good mm. of the show. Because I felt like, he I do in. feel like he really likes her. And, mm. um, and yeah, I mean, they had a butter date. When you said, when she said, you're my person, Gareth, did you feel like she was your person? Like when you were on that date with her last night, did you want to say, did you want to say it back? I did say it back because my head was pressed so closely (laughs) against the television that I was like, she's saying it to us. Right. You know what I mean? Like Matt and I are in this and we know what we want and who we want. And, and how you, to be better than our fathers together? Did you want? Did you want Michelle? Is that of the three? Were you like, give me Mich- Michelle's the one? That's who we want to give the final ring to. Okay, wow. Rob. Did you? Did you also think she's your one? Or I she- did. I did the same thing. I pressed my face up against Tiki, but she walked away. She walked away. She wow. Like, you saw the gray in my beard, and she's like, "No, he's too old. Um, he could be my father." Um, no, but she, I think she's lovely. She's a teacher. She's lovely. She was the only one that got that morning after, like, "Hey, Michelle." Blow kiss, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yes. Dr. B, did you feel the sexual heat with them? Did you feel that he wanted to say it back? What did you feel? 
I don't know if you want to say it back, but there's definitely something that they I think they are in my mind the most perfect together at this point they never pick the most they never pick the you most know. perfect or we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with Bray what is your fantasy you I used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents she's got all of these maseratis and bentleys all in the driveway is it like a mansion yes it's a mansion that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Adam, we're back with Bree. Okay, so... Meanwhile, back at the Nemecolon Ranch, Rachel's freaking out as if she's never seen this show before. That's the deal. You make it this far, they're going to go to the Bone Zone with two other people. That's what you signed up for. It sucks. 
but that's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. So she was like, oh, my God, all night while it was happening. She's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. They're getting ready to go spend the night together. It's actually, like, happening. I am in love with Matt, and he is with an – I loved the intercutting. So Matt with – I will – to Doug's point, they did get the sexy date, but they got a very standard hotel room. They got a very standard – it was fine. It was, like, a fine – Sheridan. So, so, but I did enjoy the intercutting between them like stripping each other off on the bed and Rachel being like, it's happening. He's with another woman yeah. right now. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. He is. He's fucking <laughs> with her. It's like, I'm just freaking out. Like, my heart is going to explode. And they're like, ooh, is it? I'm going to explode. <laughs> just like the intercutting was just like totally. so mean. That's your doctorate, Anna, in bachelor producing. Yeah. Would you say that that was a well-done edit? Yeah, yeah. Great juxtaposition. Great juxtaposition. She was like, I literally got nauseous last night thinking of him being in bed with someone else. It's very fun to torture the front runner, to put her last, a delicate, young, racist front runner, to put her last. She's, she's hanging on by a thread. So then Michelle walks in, so relaxed looking, just the most chilled. Like, she had a great night. Just <laughs> so relaxed. How are you guys? Oh, she's it looks like, like you're hurting. You're she's hurting. like, morning. Hey. Hey, guys. How I are you? I got so much oatmeal in my shoes. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, it was Pennsylvania Dutch. Like, she, like, had to tell them that it wasn't yeah. normal. Uh, she did. You could that. see them. She could take in that even Brie was a little bummed out. So you could yeah. see her kind oh, of yeah. trying to downplay, like, you know, it was Pennsylvania Dutch spa. It was a Dutch spa. <laughs> it was weird. And that's why we covered each other with butter. I don't even know. That might have just been there from the last people that were there. Yeah. <laughs> that might not have been part of the spa. So Brie, Brie, Brie even starts freaking out. She's like, I'm having a tug of war. I'm excited, but I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated with Matt. There's a battle. I'm jealous. I'm excited. I'm in love. Ah, but I got the last rose last time. So, um, so to Doug's point, you know, our sweet, wonderful Michelle got a stick of butter and they're like, here's a giant backpack for the world's smallest bachelor contestant to put on this enormous backpack. We don't need two of them. Let him carry the backpack. Yeah. She didn't need to carry a backpack. It's all a prank anyway. It's like, a prank. We're hiking prop. in the woods. It's the prop. She always gets these terrible outdoor dates that she doesn't want to do. No. And so then they're pitching a tent. He made a joke about, I could pinch a tent. You know, I, I can pitch a tent. I could, you know. And she's like, oh, could you get it up? He's like, I could get it up. And then um, she goes, I want you to be comfortable. It's going to be a long night. And um, she's like, you know what? I have to be honest. This morning it hit hard, you know. And then he goes, well, I'm glad to hear you say that because I, when I met your family and meeting the other Brie and your mom, and she was like, you weren't intimidated by your mom. I was like, no, I have all this stuff I want to talk to Brie about. Um, so then they showed up at dinner. She looked so pretty. Mm-hmm. She's so pretty. Uh, I know she's Anna's queen. She's Anna's number one. No rain shall fall on Brie with her sweet, sweet queen Brie. Um both of them have moms who sacrifice things. And she was like, well, there's an engagement coming up. I want to know where your head is at. Um, 
He's like, well, things in my life have held me back. Um, so I needed to look at what is a long-term commitment to look like. I need to know that I will never be like my dad. Um, we both have a strained relationship with our dad. And I don't want that to be part of the journey. I just want to know that who I've become, I'm still okay. So now I have a, I, I have a relationship with him. And she goes, I am so in love with you. And he replied, oh, that means the world to me. She says, you can understand me. And then they went to, would have been my pick for getting at it on television. I would have picked the log cabin bedroom that Brie got. Loved it. Loved the bougie, the glamping theme. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I want him to think he's waking up with his wife in the morning. So she was excited. And um, they woke up and whispered. And she goes, I think I got used to that. <laughs> so I think she would have definitely played with the butter. There's the date. I'm going to throw it out. Who wants to take it first? We're going to go with our, our – what is it? What is your new title? You are the uh, – I'm the deckhand. Deckhand. Are you first the deckhand? officer. Your first chief. officer. Your first oh, deckhand. Sorry. I downgraded myself. Are you gonna be, do you want to be the deckhand? Yeah. Shame, <laughs> shame me. Okay. You know what? My yachting fetish is to be shamed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, the battle, the will you accept this rose deckhand, Gareth Reynolds, what did you think of this whole date? Yeah. I mean. You start it, in the woods. You could take it to the cabin. But just, it was bullshit. Like the, the whole, the premise of making her pitch a tent for nothing was just kind of like shitty. Yeah. So that felt shitty. It, fe- it definitely feels like to what Doug was saying, like, you know, the situation is conducive to the energy to some extent. And that was just kind of like a waste in a way. So just sort of a weird curveball. And then, yeah, I think I was feeling what you were sort of insinuating, Arden, is that, you know, he was he was the responses he were, was giving were responses you give to someone who you are not in love with. Yeah. And so he's expressed so much more to other people. So it does. It did feel like a, a little arbitrary in a way. But I do think she. I mean, yeah. I mean, she to me is like the the prettiest of oh, them. Um, she'd be a but, great bachelorette. Great yeah, bachelorette. Yeah, but I I was not feeling like he was feeling it. But I also felt like you know they were a little hamstrung by the situation. Um, Captain, you're leaning forward. <laughs> He's, he's he means business. Forward. I know, Captain. You seem like you mean business. What What do you need to get off your chest? Uh, I, I'm just leaning forward because I'm about to fall over. <laughs> I uh, just think that I, I, I don't. Here's another thing I don't get. <laughs> if they want to win this thing, why don't they come back from these dates and tell the other girls, like, really? tell them way too much. Like, wow, they really give them some dirt so that they have to really think about what happened. Instead so of fuck being, over people be like, well, we had a great night. We got really yeah. intimate. It was hot. We had a great yeah. time. We slathered each other in butter. Yeah. They're always just like, kind of like a, you know, cutesy, like, <laughs> I did, I have did something with Matt, but they don't, you know, they don't really take, cause I think that uh, Rachel could have been, I think she could have been driven out of there by her own thoughts. If they Me too. Had given her more to worry about. She mm. was hanging. He wouldn't have let her though. He wouldn't have let. It would have actually. Oh just, man, he is Mister. Don't let him go until you got a, you know, you're doing a game show and you have to let him go. Then he's all right with it. But no, the more <laughs> people want to leave, if it's their idea to leave, he is not. He's not having that. No, and yeah. he likes her the most. Robbie B, Bachelor of the Year. What do you think? 
So, uh, first of all, every time he says, you know, re- repeats the story about his dad, I kind of want to cut to his dad. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, telling, telling a friend, it went really well. I really feel like we I made some know. ground and moving on. <laughs> um, I know. We're you just know? having one table over. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Really? We're Wait, still, we're still I'm on this? Right, I'm right here. I'm right I apologize. I'm I apologize. sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, she didn't have the best day date, but at night yeah. it seemed. Now, here's my question for the room. Yep. Is he's very, very religious? We've established this. Yes. Is he boning? Yeah. So Is he's he? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, okay. Katie, Katie, and Anna. Katie's I'm gonna let. I like to let, hear that he's. Boned. I'm gonna let the bo- the boner experts, Katie. Yeah. I you, think so. I think so. I think he's just based on how they were in the morning. And I feel like he was boning his way around Manhattan before. Yeah, know? no, I think I think he's religious, but I think he's like cool with sex. He okay. just seems like it. Uh, yeah. I'm that cool kind of religious. Making out. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. For okay, Doctor Banana, you think they were getting at it? I yeah, he seems like the kind of guy who's like, well, why wouldn't I? You know, right? And why wouldn't he? To be yeah, truthful, no, why no. not? Yep. And also the way Bree was acting the next morning, like, yeah, it was perfect. Wow. So she Brie, Bree, and she got dicked down. We <laughs> <laughs> had that vibe. You're like, oh yeah, dicked she's happy. Down. Did you just say she got dicked down? <laughs> she got dicked down. So wow. she got she had dicked down, and then. She got dicked down and then stumbled. Both she and Michelle got dicked down and then stumbled back to see yeah. the, the yeah. front runner racist who was just hanging on by a thread uh, to have these two gals dicked down come stumbling into the Nemecon. Uh, all dicked out walking home. Uh, <laughs> dicked out. <laughs> Why does he get? Why does he get tired staying up all night three nights in a row? Yeah. I was wondering if it's back to back. I don't. Like, also like wash off that dick down. Like I don't want to be number three three nights in a row. I'm sorry. I don't care who it is. I like myself enough to not want to be number three dick down well, in a row. Well, well, first of all, they have to give women a couple nights in between. That would just be very uncomfortable. Dude, I can't even. You just couldn't. But I think Disgusting. they give. I think they give Disgusting. the guy at least. A night or a day in between, because he would be tired. Yeah, just give yourself a full. Not, not yeah. I mean, they're staying up late and talking. Like even not the fucking, just like the actual staying up late. I mean, he would probably be pretty tired. So I feel like they give them at least a day. But the women, I I would hope they give like a couple days. Oh my god, that would be disgusting. Man, (laughs) on my on my equivalent of that night, we'd like by nine o'clock we'd read a book. (laughs) Lights out at ten. Shut in the door. Yeah. Excuse us. <laughs> By the way, I hate my father. Excuse us. Excuse us. And that's why I'm on a dating show. That's what the sign says. Screw By the way, I hate my father. I'm not my father. Okay. Any further things on Brie or Michelle before we move on to Rachel? Doug, you're leaning forward. Do you have anything else you need to say? No, I'm good. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, Dr. B, do you have anything else you want to say? And your queen, Brie. No, no, no. Okay, great. All right, so here we go. Rachel is crying. And in comes, uh, in stumbles, in stumbles Dick Down Brie. All Dick Down. 
And somebody goes, was last night what you expected? And she goes, it was everything I expected and a little bit more. And then she goes, I really got to know intimate parts about him. So she kind of did, Doug. She kind of did say I got digged down. I don't think she did. And she she could have said some, she could have thrown some stuff in there that would be a little bit more. She definitely played up the cornier parts of it, like having to make a tent and, uh, she said, I got to know really intimate parts about him. That's it's almost better to not get specific because then your I mind can really I <laughs> saw his pain. Yeah. Okay. So then Rachel says, I don't want to see her. And she's crying and she's freaking out. She goes, I know this is love. Um so then it's Rachel's day, and he's so peppy for it. He is like bouncing around his little house that his dad loved at Nemecolon. <laughs> and in Rachel pouts, sort of Stomping in in the world's craziest shirt. Okay, this, good. Okay, yeah. she was wearing. First of all, she's stunning. Let's just start with she's stunning. So it's like she still looks good no matter what. I, I'm a, a you know, in in a beauty contest. I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying that she's not going to beat everybody I know. I mean, she's stunning, but she stomps up all depressed looking. In this crazy shirt that has like a belly button, a belly cut keyhole, like a keyhole yeah. button area, and she, Katie's leaning forward. And Katie, talk to me. Uh, I I was gonna say how it looked like something that my friends would have bought from like two thousand one in uh, from Wet Seal. Yeah, <laughs> in two thousand one. And she's got like this sort of big blousey like jean coat. It was just like, you fuck my friend. It's like, that's the deal. If this was normal life, you have a point. You've got a great point. But that's what it you find. It looks like Vivian up- at the beginning of Pretty Woman. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. That yes. Was, I, that I, I genuinely thought she was going to be like, I can't do this. She, like, that- I thought she- I, the vibe was very much like I've given up. She I mean, that's shuffled, like, yeah. Because everyone yeah. else runs and does the leg wrap. Yeah. She She's like, "What's up, up dude?" Yeah, you're. I agree with you. I, I, because we also saw a preview of him saying, "You can't leave." It's like, yeah. well, clearly this her shuffling up in this weird outfit is her about to like break up with him. Yeah. And so she's like. So then she's – I wrote down she's a drip in a bad shirt and then she's super drippy and she goes to do pottery. They So they set up this ghost date. For the uh, Gen Zers out there, do yourself a favor. Early Whoopi Goldberg, excuse me, which she won an Oscar for. Mm-hmm. It, it was so good. Patrick Swayze. Mm, ghost. Mm, ghost. Demi Moore. Tariff. Um so they go to do sexy pottery, and mm-hmm. she's like in a cranky bad mood. And this woman's like, "Good morning. Uh-huh. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you pottery." And she's like, "The thought of him with two other women, intimate, makes me so unbearable, unbearable." Picturing you being intimate with the other people just got in my head. Like she couldn't even. She's like, "I don't even know. I'm so fucking bad at making pots. This sucks. My pot sucks. And I'm fucking. <laughs> I gotta talk to you." She was like a pouty thirteen. I was like, "No, let me a fucking pottery can." <laughs> so she's like, "I just so bearable. Like I can't even. I'm just getting my head." He's like, "Today's your day. No, pretty princess, it's your day. <laughs> it's your day." He, and then he and he keeps going back to like the most romantic moment was when she face planted, hitting the ground Ooh. on that. God. Parachute. He was like, when you hit that ground, which was horrible. Yeah. 
And I can't believe well, she had a 12 year old. They strapped her to a child and threw her out of the plane. Yeah, the intern. <laughs> yeah. they threw her, like, literally the close up of that child that they threw yeah. out of the plane. That would be a new element on The Bachelor is that the one he likes the most, they should get almost, they should try to almost kill her. And then his reaction, if he feels bad, then that's the one. Yeah. No, he really yeah. realized that how much he'd miss her if she was gone when she almost died. It I took, think it should always be that intern's fault. Yeah, and they should always yeah. bring him back for sure. Yeah. It took them like maybe that's what got him over his intimacy issues was like getting her thrown face first uh, like out of yeah. a plane. When I saw you land face first from a plane. I was like, I like her. <laughs> I told her to put her, her feet down. I, I still can't even. Sorry, mister. Do I still get my soda? Dude, the photos of that kid, that boy, that photo, which we put on our, which we put on our Instagram. I'm going to see if I can put, it was so, that child. Can I go back to class now? Anna, do you have the picture that we put up of that guy? It was so insane. Anyway, so then he goes, he goes, when you hit that ground, I thought, what would life be like without Rachel? And then he goes, she goes, I'm falling in love with you. I'm falling head over heels in love with you. I'm completely in love with you. And he goes, I'm falling in love with you, too. I'm like, dude, you're not supposed to say that. That's the name of the game. You don't say that. And then they go for a classic night of boning at Mallard's Landing. (laughs) (laughs) Mallard's Landing. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like what you say before you enter. You know, really for the Mallard to land. (laughs) The Mallard's Landing. This is the kid. This is the boy. Look how yeah. young that kid was. I mean, that's yeah. insane. He's like eight. Yeah. He doesn't even have peach fuzz. What's yeah. The Bachelor? Yeah, and he put on cool guy teen glasses. Yeah, I know. It's just teen Maybe he's a make-a-wish kid and his dream was to fall out of a plane with a beautiful princess. I want to kill the front runner of The Bachelor. Yeah. I want to go at the same time. <laughs> so then... So then so then they go to Mallard's Landing. She's like, "Oh, I'm nervous. We're gonna be, we're gonna be intimate." And then um, she goes, "Have you had worries or insecurities?" And he says, "Well, I was raised with no dad, and I've been holding back. But um, and I can, I just things that I want to do. Um, I am nothing like my dad." Three out of three, the trifecta. The, three. I'm, making I'm right tri- here, guys. Uh-huh. I'm I, right here. I'm like looking at a menu. <laughs> the dad, they pan over like, I thought we had a nice meal. Come on. You and tell then, every one of them this. And then he goes, he goes. So then she actually had a good reply. I have to say, I have to say, she was like, I know you would never walk away from your family. Like, I know that this is not what you wished for, but I think it made you the man that you are. And he goes, Rachel, he has no game. You are all that I think about. And then she goes, all I think about is you, is our future together. I'm completely ready for that. I'm completely ready to take on a a life with you and to celebrate that. He kissed her with eyes wide open. Uh, The widest. (laughs) The widest. And then he goes, "Um, I'm here for Rachel. And then they look out and she was the only one who got fireworks. fireworks. And then, um, yeah. And then she goes in for the kill. And then she goes in for the kill. She just... She trips him and pushes him on that bed. Yes. She tripped him. She pushed him on the bed. And they're going to get at it. They're going to. And she wore the dress that he smart 
smart that they pretty womaned at that mall. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we're going to come back, we're going to talk about this date, and then we're going to do our tweet of the week. It's the fantasy sweet time. What is your fantasy? Television. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is she breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Okay, so so what did you think overall? The Rachel date. We're going to talk about drip pottery, pouty pottery into I'm not my dad into sexy red dress that he pretty woman for her into like getting at it on the Rob I see your hand up first okay first of all on the pottery um I appreciated that somebody from props I guess threw clay on their faces 
to make yes. it look like they're going at it. There's no way that he realistically had clay on his forehead like that. That was yes. for sure. She had a little in her hair. Yes. Um, also, uh, my well, they favorite. Went ba- they also went back after they had her like, yeah. you fucked on the minute. Yeah. And they're like, now we can really make it. And then they really got ghosts Just like it. ghost. Yes. Yeah. But still, there's no way that it got up there. They put, no. they put that. Now, my favorite shot of that is when she was like, can I talk to you for a minute? When she had her like meltdown, like she Ugh. couldn't do the pottery. The shot of the poor woman. This is her big moment, this poor yeah. pottery woman. Yeah. And she was like, she had kind of a thing of clay and she's just kind of clapping it like, okay, what do we got here? Like, there's just a, her students are abandoning her. You know, she nothing. <laughs> the kiln's pop- ready, everybody. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing more awkward than to be the, the person there to instruct people who are either fighting or like completely dry humping in front of you and you're right. the other one in the room. And could give a shit about making a pot. They don't want to make a pot. No. They don't want to make a And then later on with his, I'm not my dad. I, I, I'm going to ban. I, I'm not going to ban on my family. Bone Zone City. I'm in love with you too. Yeah. Rob. She, and then she just, at that, like what I said earlier, she's, I feel like she was going in for the kill then. She was like, I will, I'm going to screw your world I'm gonna, tonight. I'm, I'm going to maul you like a bear. City. You're going to yeah. get Lady Dick down. <laughs> I think Dick Down needs to be in the name of this episode somewhere. Dick Down is so good. What's the lady version of Dick Down? Badged up. Badged <laughs> <laughs> He totally got badged up. He totally got badged up. Okay. All right. Um, Deckhand, Deckhand, with your badged up, what did you think? You say we got a pouty teenager showing up, shuffling yeah. fist. We've got the ghost scene. You could take us from beginning. Take your time. Enjoy yourself on your date, right? I know you were also on the date with this racist. What did you I, think? And my heart was with Michelle, but I was still on it. Um, <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I mean, I, there's probably some weird mental gamesmanship advantage to entering one of these dates with Matt with complications and like stress because everything is so charmed Yeah, that there's, and like you saw it with Serena P too. Like the more that she created a little bit of stickiness, the more that he was like into it. So potentially that works to her advantage. I also agree. It's so funny watching the people who are like, you guys, we need to get these in the kiln as soon as possible. Like watching (laughs) that go down while they're like having these intense moments. Um, is amazing. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it does for whatever reason seem like he is so into her. Yeah. I don't understand it, but I think at the end of that date in total, it felt like they had had like the most emotional ride. And I think he likes that for some reason. He I, likes to me. She's pout. like, she would, he likes yeah, the people like pout and they don't want to be there. He likes when they need to be cheered up. Yeah. He, like, like to be a, a hero mo- in the situation. And so he likes I think, a moody lady. I, so I think he likes that to some extent. And I think that was like playing. And we also should have had the intern in the bedroom at the end. I mean, the intern at the bedroom. <laughs> the intern. Okay. I'll unzip your dress, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my hand. Your back's bleeding. Are you ready to get badged up? Everything badged up. Everything he does gets messed up. <laughs> Cap- Cap- Captain, what did you think of this date from beginning to end? From the pouty, from the pouty tween showing up in that terrible shirt to the pottery class to Mallard's landing. What did you think, Captain? It was like her walk towards him was <laughs> like because because then you know after a certain point she starts to be you know she starts doing a good job of like you know whether she's having a good time or not she's at least you know, 
uh, pretending for his sake, you know. But uh, did you notice that her shirt sucked, Doug? I just thought it was. I thought it was a weird outfit because also it did seem like it probably was probably cold outside. Yeah. So it just seemed like really going out of your way to like, well, here's my belly button under <laughs> like three layers of weird coats. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think you know it was it, it was just a. It ended with fireworks because they provided the fireworks. I mean, it's just they could not be more uh, manipulative of uh, these uh, these situations. And, yeah. You know, and I'm sure the show itself really thought Rachel was a slam dunk. At this yes. Point in production, they, they, didn't, you know? they didn't know because they didn't do their homework. So they're like, let's still be the winner, but let's torture her as much as possible on, along the way. Which if Dr. Banana from your doctorate, is that it? That's a thing, correct? Yeah. Dr. Mm. Banana, uh, on this episode of Dick Down Vag Up, how did you feel about how did you feel about this date? Um, I agree that the clothes don't make sense to what the weather looks like, especially because next week it's full on snowing. So I'm like, it ain't Is go- it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. It didn't look like he was walking in snow. Through a blizzard thinking about I don't it. think I saw the coming attractions. I gotta watch that. I think I turned it off. Oh, you gotta watch the that. Those is- tears. Really I didn't confused. see it. I didn't see it. I can't believe it. I've never turned it off. And I just want to say, I looked up that shirt because I was curious to like find the brand. And when I found the brand, I googled the brand because I was like, "What is this site? I've never heard of like this clothing brand or where they sell clothes." And the first thing that comes up, it was like it, the brand's called Pretty Little Things, but it's like Pretty Little Things hit with allegations of slavery and unsafe working conditions. So I was like, well, was on top like, of this shirt being terrible, it was made by a child somewhere. She was like, she was like I like your business yeah. practice. I like this. <laughs> you guys have any parties? I'm going su- to support this business. Well, they I make really know. great, uh, they make great, you know, southern hoop skirts for Bellum <laughs> yeah. Party. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, this is terrible. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't. On brand, on brand. At all. Because I'm like, is it cold? Like, it looks really yeah. cold. She looks like that's what like I would wear back in the day, hung over to go buy cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see you in a shirt that just like that just highlights Shows. your belly button, just like a man shirt with like yeah. a rectangle. Yeah, I look good. Tailor, that tailored in to show yeah. your belly button. Hair sticking out a little. It's, it's yeah. a beautiful look. I don't mind it's saying it's a beautiful it. look. It's Katie, a beautiful look. Katie, what did you think of this date? This date with Rachel. Where she showed up like a drip, all pouty. Then she went to Mallard's Landing. She put on her pretty woman dress and she landed her ba- mallard. And then she landed her mallard. <laughs> <laughs> she landed her mallard. Um, I mean, yeah, she. I actually kind of thought at first she was just going to leave. I really was like, is she just going to self-eliminate here because she can't handle the pressure? Yeah, which always shocks me because I'm like, you guys have seen the show, like you know what you're getting into. You know this is going to happen. Um, but. I mean, I think, I don't know. He seemed really, really into her. And they, he's so you know, into her. He's so into her. So. He's so into her. Yeah. yeah. He loves her so much. He made her sit around for four days wondering what was going on while he banged two other ladies. <laughs> yeah, that's that's love. That is how you know a man loves uh, what her. What's the look she had when she showed up? That was a woman who hasn't slept for four days. Yes. <laughs> After a skydiving crying, crash. And she finally gets to see her man. She's not really sure if it's going to be great yeah um and then we get to the rose ceremony i honestly didn't know if he was going to cut brie or michelle i actually thought 
He had good chemistry with Brie. Katie shaking her head. Katie wants to get in there. Katie, talk to us, Queen. Oh, like I just knew the second, like on Brie's day, it was going to be Brie. There's just something about the way he was looking at her. Like he just didn't have that like hunger in his eyes, I guess is like the best way to say it. That hungry heart. Yeah. He like, I really like Brie. I think Brie should be Bachelorette. Really, yeah, I think she just. I mean, she's stunning and cool and, and smart. Successful. Yeah, she's very young, but, but she's so put together. But there, he really just likes Michelle. Like you can really see it, and he really likes Rachel. But like, there was just something about Brie where it just felt more like friends to me. Okay, well, I thought, I thought everything was going great with Michelle in that way where they're trying to set you up so the way he doesn't give her a rose. It's mm. shocking, you know. Me too. Mm. Me too. Did, so you thought that Michelle was going to get cut, Doug? I wasn't sure, but I thought that would be, well, they would certainly show us by like not giving any indication that there are any issues with Michelle, and right. then suddenly she's gone. Uh, but, you know, I mean, that's the other thing, though. Maybe, you know, that's maybe Matt maybe that's- somebody that has issues. Maybe that's where they're – I mean, maybe there's a chance that Michelle wins, but I don't think so. I think since Chris Harrison basically – although – they're saying he didn't lose his job, which is... Yeah, what is his job status? I've heard like eight different things. I think he said... So he apologized to Michael Strahan, who said, I don't accept his apology. Right. And then... Or, I don't buy it. Basically, I don't believe it. Katie, right. really. And and then I think Chris Harrison said, I'll be back, right? Yeah. Anna? Yeah, he, he said that he was... He'll be back and that he's learning and listening. And Michael Strahan was like, no. So, I, I don't and know. ABC, I think, well, we'll find out. If he's uh, back, then the first episode is going to be start with him in a chair. Yeah. Right. If okay. you or someone you know says stupid shit on E, call this number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, you're, yeah, you're right. That's a good point, Rob. Yeah. Um, um, okay, before we do Tweet of the Week, who do you think is going, how do you think it's going to play out? Robbie B. Uh, I, 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 my, my wish is Michelle, but I think it's going to be Rachel. And then you think, and, and then do you think, and since then, do you think he's still with Rachel? Current status. I don't know. That long beard says to me, he's not. Mm. And then who do you think the bachelorette will be? Awesome. I'll see. Um, okay. Captain, who do you think wins? Do you think they're still together? Who do you think is the bachelorette? I think it's just weird that Rachel sounds so much like Rachel. Yes, um, that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Rachel and Justice. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like pretzel. You had to grow up to make pretzels. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I think that, uh, yeah, I just think that Chris went in there, that first conversation with Rachel Lindsay, he just, he was clearly trying to save his franchise from having a finale that people would be upset by. Because it's Rachel. Yeah, I think he just really needed to try to fix that. And that, and in his zeal, that's why he was saying such dumb things. And do you think they're still together? I, I, I've i been going back and forth on, do they stay together for a little while as like a PR move? Like, you know, like everybody's disgusted and decided that, you know they can break up for another reason down the road that he could publicly forgive her for her racism and they could both move forward trying to make things better for everybody. Uh, They could do all that, but 
I, I don't know. Matt's really been striking me as the kind of guy that won't want to do a long fake out. So it may just be a brief, uh, hey, this just didn't work out. And who might, do you think might not work out on the show? Maybe he doesn't propose to anybody. And who do you think is the Bachelorette? Oh, for the next season? Yeah. I still, uh, I still think Katie's in the running for some reason, even though they've come out and said it's not going to be her. Okay. I, I think why would you come out and announce that it's not someone? Right. Unless you're trying to get people off the set. All right. Deckhand. Well, I, I came into this thinking, Michelle, but I learned a lot from you people. Uh, you listen and learn. I, yeah, I think I'm just an innocent cub. Uh, hasn't watched enough Bachelor. But uh, I, I, thought, I would have thought, Michelle, I think it is true. They've just protested too much as far as it goes uh, with Rachel. So I guess it'll be Rachel. Okay. And if it is Rachel, then I could see them making Michelle the next Bachelorette. Great. Um, so I'll say Great. it'll be Rachel with a Michelle Bachelorette. Oh, I love this. I and, like it. And is he, still, is he still with Rachel? I the this will be the only good news is that there will be so much delicious drama if he still is. Yeah. So there'll be more, you know, whereas uh whatever her name is who left early, Claire left early last season. Yes. We'll get an extended version of this. So I would think that he is probably still with her. Okay. But it won't last long. Okay, Dr. Banana. Who still together? Bachelorette. I think he picks Rachel. I do not believe they're still together based on the beard theory. Yes. Um, I think, I mean, I hope Bachelorette is uh, Brie. Katie. I think he picks Rachel. Yep. And then I think they're not together. Yep. And yeah, I really yeah. hope it's Brie. She quit her job for this show. So give I mean, her a new a, job, a, you know? Okay. Like, so, okay, I think it's I think it's Rachel based on Chris Harrison like being shooting off his mouth, and then I think based on the beard, he's single. <sighs> I see them doing a dumb move and just going for a white lady, like going for. They shouldn't. It's amazing if they. I mean, the tone, they shouldn't. The they definitely. shouldn't. But I feel like every move they've gotten wrong. So, right? I feel yeah. like I feel like it should be anybody, literally anybody, or 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 Serena, Canadian Serena, or like Brie or Michelle. There were so many great gals. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Serena from Canada, Whoa. who wasn't into him. Okay. Um. Okay, you guys. Ah. Oh, so many great, so many great reviews this week. Here's some of them. You can like us on Apple Apple, and, and subscribe. Here's some great reviews we got. You guys, thank you so much for all of the amazing. You, you, I've re been requesting you to go, just go on to iTunes and like us. It really helps. We're up to 1.3, Anna. Can you believe it? That's amazing. Okay, now we're going to one point four. We're going for like one a month. Just get. We're just get. We're trying to get to two by the end of the year. So if we could just, just we're trying to get to one point four. Now you guys, I, you're doing it, and we see that you're doing it, and we appreciate you. Um, we get so many great reviews this week. Here's a fun one. 
five stars, Century Zones. Highlight of my week, Arden, I freaking love this podcast. It brings me so much joy while working from home. I love all your hosts. Anna makes me laugh and aggressively nod my head in agreement (laughs) with everything she says. Miles and Lacey are fantastic and hilarious, so please have them on as often as they'll come. Thanks for all the laughs, Amy in St. Louis. Anna, you have a fan in St. Louis. Yeah. And people love Miles and Lacey. God, they were kids. I just kept thinking about Lacey last week saying when your 22 boyfriends are like hair ties, it might be your boyfriend, but he's not your man. Yeah. <laughs> She's so funny. Um, um, oh, oh, we got only a three-star review from Her Swims, what hope sounds like. this. The escapism the podcast used to provide has been somewhat removed. I think it probably – hasn't helped that the host and everybody has been really racist. Like, we we, we want to come for the escapism as well, and it's hard to ignore sort of the things that are happening. Like, I think our preference would have it just be a fun podcast as well, but that's not the reality of what's happening on the show right now. Would you agree, Anna? Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think any of us are getting too much escapism from this show right now, considering we have to see Chris Harrison pop up every five yeah. minutes. And it's like, yes. it just reminds us. Yes. So we're trying. We're not trying to be, uh, you know, it's just not not living in a, not putting my head in the sand about. Yeah, like, we got to address happening. it. Okay. Here's an email we got from Elena Chun. Uh, it's the subject line is appreciation email. I look forward to this podcast every week. Lacey and Miles are absolutely my favorite guests. Please have them on as much as possible. Also, Lori is amazing. Thank you. Elena, can I just say you picked three terrific yeah, Lacey, Miles, and Lori are a full chef's kiss trio. I mean, I'm always so delighted i I, i'm protective of all of our guests but those are three wonderful guests what do you think anna i mean the best of the best we got true hilarious people plus a historian plus a real historian well you can email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com i'm going to be sincere for a minute Spoiler alert, sincerity. Um, Two years ago today, I found out that my mom died suddenly, and I had a podcast like two days later, and I chose to do it, and Rob was there, and Anna was there, and Katie was there, and this, you guys, this whole crew within this world and all the listeners really got me through that year, and then so... Just on the two-year mark, and then last year the world closed down, and I feel like all of this really helped get me through the pandemic. And so I just wanted to give an extra special just on today of all. First of all, shout out JJ in the sky. Shout out JJ, the best, the baller, the original yeah. OG JJ yeah. who was going to marry Rob. Yeah. And um, just how thankful I am for this for the past two years. It's the strangest version of Prozac that I've built for myself, but it actually works for me. So I just wanted to thank all of you. Yeah. We love you. We love JJ. Ugh, the best. Yeah. She's like having a good time. She's doing her thing. So with that, here is my um, tweet of the week. There was a lot of good ones. And if you guys want to participate at Tweet of the Week, you can tweet at Anna and I by midnight on Monday nights, Pacific time. My last name is Maureen, M-Y-R-I-N, Anna Hosni, H-O-S-S-N-I-E-H, hashtag W-Y-A-T-R. Here we go. Are you guys ready? Tweet of the Week. So ready. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. Here we go. 
This is from Rebecca Feeney at Feeney. Pennsylvania Dutch Spa sounds like the next band to perform live during a date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the new Tenille Arts. It's the new Tenille Arts, which actually is like one. It's like on a list of like breakout yeah. performers. Yeah. I sent you that list from uh, Rolling Stone. Uh, is get like the top 20 new performers. Or something. I can't believe Tenille Arts has made yeah. it. This is from our Seth Vat, Seth E. Cheese Fantasy Suite at Bassbone One. Welcome to Chuck E. Cheese. Come for the cardboard pizza. Stay to confront your father and his infidelity in front of an electronic animal band. Uh, this is from Stephanie at Nighty Glaw. Matt's dad was like my dogs when they think we're going someplace fun and we end up at the vet. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, this is from Liz Tunkle at Jizzy Lizzy Raps. What if when Matt takes his turtlenecks off at the end of the night, his head just collapses on his collarbones? <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is also from Seth E. Cheese Fantasy Suite at Bassbone <laughs> One. And if you order now, each fantasy tent comes equipped with fantasy leaves to wipe your fantasy ass before getting mauled by some fantasy drifter. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Liz Tunkle at Jizzy Lizzy Raps. I didn't want you to die is kind of a low bar. <laughs> 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 um, this is also from Seth E. Cheese Fantasy Suite at Bassbone One. Big week. Should you wish to forgo your individual rooms in Mallard's Landing, you can use this key to land your Mallard in Otter's Hot Box out back in Beaver <laughs> Creek. <laughs> He's back. He's back. I think he's Seth Vat has always been like our main tweeter, yeah, but I think I think he had a I think he had like a job on Monday nights and was obviously watching on delay uh, on Hulu. Funny. Okay. So he's back. His schedule yeah. is clear. Yeah, he's back. He's coming swinging hard. Here, here's another one. Benjamin Jacobson at Ben Chaw Zipper. Chris Harrison. I have an unaddressed invitation to the fuck hut. I'm just going to leave it here on the coffee table. All right. <laughs> what two do you like the most to narrow it down? Um, uh, the, I like Chuck E. Cheese cardboard pizza. Yeah, one. Thought, thought we were going to the vet. That okay, one. should we do the two dad ones back to back? Yeah. Sure. Okay, great. Okay, great. Here we go. This is from Seth E. Cheese Fantasy Suite at Bassbone One. Welcome to Chuck E. Cheese. Come for the cardboard pizza. Stay to confront your father and his infidelity in front of an electronic animal band. <laughs> <laughs> Or Stephanie at Nighty Glaw. Matt's dad was like my dogs when they think we're going someplace fun and we end up going to the vet. Vet or Chuck E. Cheese deckhand. Uh, I I had a big confrontation with my father at Chuck E. Cheese, but I'll go vet. It's too good. Okay, great, Captain. Um, let's see. I like Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, so we've got one each. All right, Bachelor of the Year. Um, I love me some Seth Vat, but I've got to go with Vet. All right, so we've got two for the Vet, one for Chuck E. Cheese. I'm going to go for uh, Chuck E. Cheese. So Ooh. we're two and two. Me too. Katie's leaning forward. Katie, Chuck E. Cheese or the Vet? I like the Vet. Okay, yeah. 
Tana, is it going to be the vet or is it going to be a tie? Chuck E. Cheese or the vet? Much as it pains me not to vote for Seth, I think I'm going to have to go with the vet. Oh, all right. Sorry, Seth. We're glad you're back. You were so close. You got the silver medal, but the gold medal winner of Twitter of the Week is Stephanie at Nightyglaw. Matt's dad was like my dogs when they think we're going someplace fun, and we end up going to the vet. (laughs) (laughs) You guys. Uh, Gareth Reynolds, where can people find you? And thank you so much for joining this world. You're in now because you have a title. I appreciate the title and thank you for having me in this world. Uh, you can find me at Reynolds Gareth on social media. And then like you alluded to, Arden, I do a weird improvised stand-up show from my home every Thursday night at 6 on Instagram or YouTube. And uh, listen to the Dollar Podcast. And he, and uh, Gareth has a tuxedo cat. just like Just like mittens. Mm-hmm. Just like mittens. Um, Captain, where can people find you? Well, first, I just want to say that, you know, Chuck E. Cheese doesn't have just any band. We got to give props to Chuck E. Cheese's make-believe band. That's what they're called. Yeah. Great. Um, Yeah. We got to, you know, he's not a solo artist. He's got a really fine group of backup musicians. Um, (laughs) I uh, just want to say, once again, the Douglas Movies podcast, you can see Arden Marine and Rob Benedict and Jerry Trainer all going head-to-head-to-head while Paget texts us about not being there. Um, uh, It's part of South by Southwest comedy, so go to southbysouthwest.com and figure out how to get in virtually this year or just listen to Doug Loves Movies uh, wherever you get podcasts. Robbie B, Bachelor of the Year. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Rob Benedict. And on Instagram at R.O. Benedict. And I'm, I, I have the podcast, like Arden said, it's actually called Kings of Con now. We changed ah! the name ah! a few months ago. So now it's called Kings of Con, the podcast I do with Richard Spate. And uh, yeah. And um, yeah. That way you can now. have different guests. Exactly. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Not just the one. Not just the one. Uh, my book, Little Miss Little Compton. You guys, if you what are you waiting for? If you haven't bought it, it's a really fun read. It's a really it's a fun read. You'll laugh. You'll you'll hear about The Bachelor. Come on, good times. Little Miss Little Compton. It's available wherever books are. So you can hear the audio. I read it. If you if you're not trying to slow down the podcast, you can listen to me. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Art and Marine. Dr. B. Oh, and also Anna and I are doing our Bachelor in Paradise Australia season three. Just started. We're only one episode in. It's fantastic, and you can watch along at Bachelor Archive. Dr. Banana. Yeah, uh, keep tweeting me. I'm at Anna Hosni on Twitter. I know my my Twitter goes and comes. I'm suspended. I'm hacked. I'm back, baby. Twitter the, can't hold me the, down. You're the bad girl of Twitter. You're the bad girl <laughs> of Twitter. doesn't care for me, but I'm back. So tweet yeah. Okay, you're vag up for Twitter, Dr. B. Okay, great. And Katie Levine. I am KT underscore money on Twitter and Instagram, and please donate to your local food bank. All right, you guys, everybody here for the finale next week. Could not be more delighted. Wear a mask. We're so close. Just just stay the course. Be nice to one another. Have a little bit of fun. My name is Arda Marine. Until next week, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Going to get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for the girl. Will you accept this role? 
This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.